Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and Merry Christmas, my lovely Betwixters. How are you? I hope whatever you're doing this winter holiday, whether it's Yule or Christmas or Solstice Blessings or Hanukkah or whether you're stripped naked and cavorting around a pagan bonfire, whatever it is you do, I hope that you are having a damn good time doing it. This is your festive fair dues warning. It's a lot like the other fair dues warning, but I want you to imagine it with tinsel on it and possibly some baubles. Right, here we go. You are warned. This is an adult podcast with adult themes spoken by me, who is an adult speaking to another adult about adulty things in an adulty way. And actually what we're talking about today is we are talking... <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this, but we are. We are talking about people who fancy Santa and asking the question, is Santa a sex symbol? Yes, we are going there. Childhoods will be ruined by the end of this, but we're going to do it. So that's what we're talking about, sexual themes in a sexual way. And it's going to involve Santa. And that might just be too much for you to listen to, in which case, get out, stay on the good list. And for the rest of you, committed naughty list betwixt us. Let's get into this. Hello and a ho 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 from me, Kate Lister. Welcome back to Betwixt the Sheets, the history of sex scandal in society. Today we are thinking a lot about Santa, Saint Nick, Father Christmas, Santa Claus. Who is he really? Hmm, well, let's break him down. He gets to decide if you are on the naughty or the nice list. Are you a naughty boy or a good girl? Hmm. So he's a daddy, really. And he has a really, really big sack. My producer wrote that joke. I just feel that I need to say that at this, <laughs> this point. This doesn't need to be any worse than it already is. <laughs> oh, okay. He has a really big sack. But basically, Santa, when you think about it, this disciplinarian daddy figure who's deciding whether you are naughty or nice, I'm just going to put it out there. Santa is the ultimate dom. Yes, I said it. This time of year, people are feeling happier, colder, hungrier, and possibly, possibly hornier. Actually, there is research that bears that out. People do enjoy spikes of horniness around the winter holidays, whether it's we've just got time off or we're a bit drunker than usual. We're not quite sure, but it's definitely a sexy time of year. Unfortunately for this episode, Santa was unavailable for comment. It's a very busy time of year for him. So in lieu of Santa Claus being able to explain himself, I will be talking to Alicia Voot about why people have a crush on Christmas's main man. 
But first, before we get to that, we need to look at the history of Santa. Why do you look funny, man? Oh, money, of course. <laughs> You're supposed to rise when an adult speaks to you. I make perfect copies of whatever my boss needs by just turning a knob and pushing a button. Yes, social courtesy does make a difference. Goodness, what beautiful time. Goodness has nothing to do with it, dearie. Santa Philia. Yes, that's a real word. I didn't just make that up. It's one of the vast paraphilias and quirks and kinks in the huge spectrum of human sexuality that includes things like people who are turned on by bits of wood or people who are turned on by insects or coprophilia. You can look that one up in your own time. But Santaphilia is a real thing. And in order to understand how Santa can be sexy, we need to try and get into some of the history of Father Christmas. And I am so passionate about this subject that I am going to talk to you about this myself. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Well, the first thing that we've got to try and understand is that Santa Claus, ho, 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 bowl full of jelly and all that stuff, and Father Christmas, they're one and the same today but they actually derive from two distinct figures with very separate histories. Santa Claus is an American derivative of the Dutch Sinterklaas, a name for Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas, jolly old Saint Nick, was the Bishop of Maya in Turkey in the fourth century. And he is officially recognized by the church as the patron saint of all kinds of things, including sex workers, which is one of my favorite Christmas facts. He's also the patron saint of students and merchants. And I think there's over a hundred things that he's the patron saint of, but he is the patron saint of sex workers. And the reason for that is the most famous story about Saint Nick is him giving three impoverished sisters dowries that would allow them to get married and thus saving them from having to go on the game. The figure of Father Christmas is different. He's a different person to Saint Nicholas and he has a lot more of a sordid history. The earliest evidence that we've got of Father Christmas is a 15th century hymn by someone called Richard Smart, who was a rector of Plymtree. And from there, Father Christmas starts to crop up in all kinds of ballads and plays and poems, where he tends to be a jolly fat figure who is associated with partying at Christmas and debauchery and general naughtiness. There are even early descriptions of Father Christmas as being something of a sex symbol. He's this kind of figure of wintertime misrule and debauchery. For example, in the 1646 text, The Arraignment, Conviction and Imprisoning of Christmas, we are told that, quote, women dote after him. He helped so many of them with new gowns, hats and handkerchiefs and other fine knacks, of which he hath a pack on his back, in which is a good store of all sorts, beside the fine knacks that he got out of their husbands. <laughs> and he isn't just called Father Christmas, he's also called Captain Christmas, the Christmas Lord and Prince Christmas. And this figure kind of turns up around the winter solstice and is just there to have a party, to have a good time, to give people presents, people are getting drunk, the wives clearly love him. Have you met a young little girl? <laughs> 
Despite modern threats that Christmas has become too commercialised and has lost its original meaning, I am here to tell you that that has been the case for as long as people have been celebrating this particular festival. That even the oldest records talk about how no one's taking it seriously, everybody's drunk and using it as an excuse for a piss-up. It is as much the part of the Christmas festivities as anything else that you can think of. As far back as 1580, a guy called Philip Stubbs was moaning about this very thing. He said that more mischief is that time committed than in all the year beside. What masking and mumming, whereby robbery, whoredom, murder, and what is not committed. What dicing and carding, what eating and drinking, what banqueting and feasting is then used. More than in all the year besides, to the great dishonour of God and the impoverishing of the realm. And to be fair, that sounds like an absolutely cracking Christmas party, but that is not what the Puritans thought when they took over the reins of the country. Not only were they not keen on partying, whoring, murder and mumming, but they just didn't like Christmas and they famously attempted to ban it. And as the figurehead of the winter celebrations, Father Christmas was at the top of the Puritan hit list. Of course, as much as the Puritans tried to ban Christmas, they weren't successful at it. People liked Christmas. They liked partying, they liked getting drunk, and the Puritans attempting to ban it was met with about as much enthusiasm as it would be if somebody tried to ban Christmas today. The people just weren't having it, so parties continued, people were still misbehaving, and there was plenty of pearl clutching that went on. So of course, when Charles II, the Merry Monarch, was restored to the throne in 1660, Christmas and all of its celebrations came with him. And thankfully, Father Christmas, Captain Christmas, or the Prince of Christmas, managed to survive the Puritan purge and was celebrated in pamphlets and poems of the day as Father Christmas was back again. Hurrah! But this is the figure of Father Christmas, a winter figure of debauchery and misrule and having a good time and misbehaving yourself and wives getting a little bit carried away when he flashes them a handkerchief or two. <laughs> And right up to the 19th century, Father Christmas was described as wearing a green hooded cloak and carrying a wreath of holly, ivy or mistletoe. And if that sounds familiar to you, it may be because Charles Dickens brought the figure of Father Christmas to life in his Ghost of Christmas Present, who is also wearing a green coat, carrying holly and is there to have a damn good time. Father Christmas managed to survive the Puritans, but when the American Santa Claus, a derivative of Sinterklaas, was exported to Britain in the 19th century through books, postcards and advertisements, the two figures merged. Captain Christmas shed his wild ways and settled down into the beloved, child-friendly figure that he is today. But, as we will see, Father Christmas, or Santa Claus, never really did shake off that sexy image. It's still there, bubbling beneath the surface. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, it probably does. But think about it! When Eartha Kitt was singing Santa Baby in that sexy voice. I mean, come on, that's sexy. Santa's sexy. And that was in 1953. And that song was so sexy, it was actually banned in areas of the southern United States. Then we've got songs like I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus, 1952, Tommy Connor and Jimmy Boyd. It's not explicitly rude, but I mean, it's suggestive at the very least. I'll be back after this short break with my chat with Elisa Voot, who'll be telling me why people find Santa sexy. 
Over on the Warfare Podcast by History Hit, we bring you brand new military histories from around the world. Each week, twice a week, we release new episodes with world-leading historians, expert policymakers, and the veterans who served. From the greatest tanks of the Second World War... And so what are you actually trying to get out of your tank? You're trying to get manoeuvrability and you're trying to get a really big gun. Your Tiger and your Panther are there to dominate the battlefield, primarily on the Eastern Front and in the North Africa and all that sort of stuff. But by the time they're actually coming in in decent numbers, that moment has already passed. Through to new histories that help us understand current conflicts. Any invader, any attacker, any adversary will exploit gaps within society. It was true then, it's true today. But the Finns signaled that they were united, and I think that's what the Ukrainians should signal today too. Subscribe to Warfare from History Hit wherever you get your podcasts, and join us on the front lines of military history. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So hello and welcome to Betwixt the Santa Sheets. <laughs> Elisa Voot, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Kate? I am so thrilled to be talking to you about this particular mad <laughs> subject. <laughs> oh, what is our lives? Right, so I'm talking to you about why Santa's sexy, about people that fancy Santa. And in your capacity as somebody who studies psychosexual therapist, sexual therapist, mm. you seem like a reasonable person to ask this question. Is Santa sexy and why do some people think he's sexy? lots of different reasons to find Santa sexy you know we can take it all the way back go very Freudian with it and talk about the fact that you know Freud says that humans have the capacity to find anything sexual even if it doesn't fit in as socially or culturally appropriate but more so than that Santa's a figure that's been around since childhood he's a sign of stability so when we sit in unprecedented times like we have done for the last two and a half years Mm -hmm. Santa is a sign of consistency he is someone that has been in your life since childhood 
and he has turned up every year. I'd never thought of it like that. Yeah. He comes with a sense of familiarity. He also comes with a paternal aspect. Mm. He is somebody that will bring you gifts, will care for you, will watch over you. And that's where we start to see the other flip side of it. That actually Santa's quite a dominant character. <laughs> and a bit of a voyeur. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Which assumes he knows what you're up to in bed. Oh my god. So, oh. filthy perv. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never thought of it. But he does give Big Daddy energy, doesn't he? Absolutely. He is like the definition of a polar bear delf, I would say. <laughs> So, and you know, we've got these new movies coming out like Violent Night. What's that? Violent Night is a new film that's coming out this Christmas and the main character is just like pure Dilf energy. He's the guy that plays Hopper in Stranger Things. I can't no. remember the name of the actor. So it's like this sexy Santa that has to blow things up to save Christmas. And it's like, where is that idea of Santa come from? God, I never thought of him like that. A Dilf. A Dilf. Or yeah. a, a filth. A filth. <laughs> God, help me. Right. Just coined a new term there. <laughs> and I suppose that, like the idea of discipline as well, that he punishes you if you're naughty. Exactly. And it's obviously a really common kink to be told, you know, oh, you're a good girl or you're a good boy or don't be so naughty within sort of BDSM and Dom subculture, that that's them building up on it. There is a reason in December suddenly... And places like Pornhub, searches for Santa or Christmas-themed pornography shoots up, is because, again, humans love familiarity. Santa's everywhere. So suddenly you equate your other half calling you a naughty girl with Santa telling me that I'm going to be on his naughty list. And, oh, suddenly you can start to see how those two things are adding together. I can. And that's what brings it in. And we crave novelty as a species. We like new and fun and exciting. Mm. So actually, just trying to build all those things in, doing something that's a bit risque, but actually quite safe in terms of kinks, that it brings us into this really interesting space that it's quite actually an accessible kink that people can enjoy. And then there's the whole sitting on his knee business. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just now now I'm actually thinking about what we're actually doing with this. So since childhood, you're invited to go and sit on this big, strong, but gentle man's lap who's monitoring you at all times. You sit on his knee, go snuggle into his chest, go tell him your deepest, darkest secrets. He creates this sense of safety. And if you're good, he'll give you a nice present. Yeah, exactly. And as we get older, those messages obviously translate into, oh, actually, I'd quite like that in a sexual partner. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. I mean, it's so true. And we don't even need to get into the like, you know, the double entendres of emptying sacks and coming once a year. <laughs> Down your chimney, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it just writes itself, doesn't it? Mm. From a history point of view, it's quite interesting because the medieval figure of Santa wasn't like the Santa that we know today. He was like this kind of like Lord of Christmas misrule and he was associated with naughty stuff but people didn't sit on his knee and he didn't like hand out presents to good boys and girls and all that stuff so like the modern santa like when you've just said that it absolutely does feed into sort of dominant submissive bdsm absolutely oh santa santa what are you doing so i think it's pretty common for around this time of year we see sexy christmas outfits Mm. maybe not santa people Mm. just kind of aren't used to looking at him in that way but it's definitely there 
But like, you know, the sort of the sexy Mrs. Claus outfits. What's that about? Is that novelty as well? I think so. And I think it's that sort of next level on. I imagine there's an element of having something you shouldn't have. Mrs. Claus doesn't belong to you. That's true. She's somebody else's. And Santa works really, really hard. He's a big, strong man and he just needs somebody to look after him. And so you've got that trad wife element to it as well. And again, it's that flip side of a dom-sub, master-slave relationship that actually it's like, I'm going to look after you and care for you because you've done such a strong, hard job. So that kind of can play into it as well. Plus anything can be sexy in thigh-high boots and a lot of red velvet. (laughs) Very true. true. Do you think as well it's like the sort of... I don't know if I'm reading it too much, but like we like to find things ironically sexy, like a sexy mm. nun or like a sexy, oh, like the sexy schoolgirl trope. But all of that is like that you're not supposed to think that that's sexy. And do you think like sort of the Santa stuff feeds into that? Like it's naughty for us to think of it like that? Yeah, exactly. And even more reason to end up on the naughty list. You know, <laughs> it's something we shouldn't do. And therefore you get that little rush of dopamine. That you're like, mm. oh yeah, that feels good. Mm. And again, because it is in a, safe consensual manner it is a very you know healthy way to explore a fetish because you know as long as it's legal it's consensual and it's safe then you've got nothing to lose with that so actually being able to do something naughty without it actually really being it's best of both worlds that is isn't it get all the dopamine and endorphins (laughs) (laughs) yeah presents (laughs) so if anyone's listening to this and they think god i do have a bit of a santa kink actually and maybe it's something they've been sort of like quite ashamed of and just like a bit embarrassed what advice do you have for anybody tuning in with that kind of thoughts it's completely normal there was a poll done a couple of christmases ago that apparently 48 percent of women find santa sexy no. in some way <laughs> yeah so it's completely normal you know and as we said there are so many positive attributes about Santa whether you're into the dom sub dynamic or not or even if you just like the idea of a big strong hairy man that's your type polar bear like you said yeah polar bear silver bear yeah I love that. I mean, now I'm thinking about it. Christmas is quite a sexy time like there's yeah. sex kind of woven through it in all kinds of different ways mm-hmm. like do you see that in other things, like stuff like advent calendars or like the commercialization of Christmas are these sexy things I mean now companies such as love honey are doing sex toy advent calendars are they really oh, i hadn't seen i mean sometimes when i'm on tiktok i see people with like advent calendars that cost more than my car did yeah. and i'm just like wow wow, wow. <laughs> but i hadn't realized there are sex toy of course there are yeah, now of course there are yeah. love honey's the first one that comes to mind i'm sure there are definitely other companies that are doing it but you know this idea that a little naughty treat for either you or they do gender-specific or partnered ones, you know. So actually, is it just about you? Is it about sharing with somebody else? So that naturally feeds into it. Most of the big sexual wellness brands will do Christmas sales. That is true. It's about staying warm, gifting each other, lots about massage oils. There is definitely going to be candy cane-flavoured lube out there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which... <laughs> I'm a fleshy boat, but you know. <laughs> what Christmas flavoured lube would you like to see? It'd be weird if it was like turkey, wouldn't oh, it? That would be an turkey, odd Turkey, yeah, stuffing, yeah. No. <laughs> 
That would like no one would buy that ever. That would just be the no, worst. No. But mulled wine maybe. That would be quite a nice one. That'd be quite nice. Yeah, I was thinking that like clementine. Oh that see, this is why you're much better at this than I am. <laughs> clementine, that would be perfect, wouldn't it? That would be lovely. They the first thought that came into my head was oh sage to get the old demons out of there, you know. <laughs> Could you imagine producing that? I'd be like, yeah, it's sage because I need to exercise your genitals. I need to get the <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Do you, oh, you've been so much fun to talk to. And it's. I think that we can say that Christmas is a sexy time. What do you think? I think Christmas is definitely a sexy time of year. Yeah. And Santa and sexy just fit together so nicely. In a very weird but very real way. Yes, absolutely. Embrace it. Oh, thank you so much, Alicia. You've been an absolute joy. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, Kate. Thank you for reaching the end of this festive episode. And thank you so much to our guest, Alicia, for explaining to us why there may be people out there who hold a flame for Father Christmas. Happy Christmas to all you lovely betwixters. We won't have an episode on Tuesday as it's a bank holiday for us here in the UK, but we will be back with a vengeance next Thursday with the legend that is Ronald Hutton. I can't wait for this. Honestly, I'm so excited. And he will be here to talk to us about what kind of parties the pagans would have been having at this time of year. So, mead at the ready, get your kid off, and I'll see you around the bonfire for some Yuletide celebrations. See you then, lovelies. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thank you for listening to this episode of Betwixt the Sheets. Please follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us and you'll be doing us a big favour. Don't forget, you can also listen to all these podcasts ad-free and watch hundreds of documentaries when you subscribe at historyhit.com forward slash subscribe. As a special gift, you can get your first three months for just £1 a month when you use the code BETWIXT at checkout.